Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a podcast from The Bugle. <laughs> It's always been there, the empty space, the hole inside you, yawning, hungry, a part of you that can never be happy. You've tried to feed it, sex, drugs, TikTok. You've built meaningful relationships, filled your life with friends and family who truly love you. Your work isn't just personally fulfilling, it contributes something meaningful to the world, but it's still not enough. Therapy, religion, philosophy, you donate organs, steal organs, you start a fight club and still it hungers, black and empty inside you. What does it want? You're ready to check out entirely, sign up for an online conspiracy just so that you can feel whole or worse, tune out of life and watch syndicated 90s sitcoms for eternity to block the pain. A life without contentment isn't life. And then it happens. It's what you've been looking for all these years. It's what you've spent your life yearning for. More nourishing than any meal, more spiritually fulfilling than any belief, more beloved by everybody than Raymond himself. It's the gargle. The Sonic Glossy Magazine to the Bugle's Audio Newspaper for Visual World. All of the news, none of the politics. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors of this week's edition of the magazine are Pippa Evans and John Luke Roberts. Welcome. Hello, hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for having me as well. <laughs> I feel like that everyone loves Raymond joke would have worked better if I hadn't pronounced it Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like the, the continental version of the show. That's how they, they pronounce it over there. We'll just change yeah, all I the just... words. So, if anyone lose, Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's to lose Raymond. That's the French edition. Uh, before we hack through the ice and begin ice fishing, the stories for this week. Let's have a look at the front cover of the magazine. The front cover of the magazine this week is Sam Bankman-Fried and Elon Musk posing provocatively with the torn emotions of the educated elite. Uh, clickbait writers across the world are popping bottles of champagne and writing headlines like, what to do with your time when someone else is doing your job for you? Or climate change, the war in Ukraine and six other world events that will no longer be making headlines. What is journalism anyway? <laughs> no. I've been enjoying Twitter, actually. I feel like it's more fun than it has been for a very long time, despite functioning less well uh, than it has for a very long time. I find um, it amazing that everyone's going to move to uh, another platform, which nobody can pronounce. Is this Mastodon? 
Mastodon. Raymond, isn't it? I thought it was Raymond. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, Raymond. Yeah, Raymond. Uh, Mastodon, and then and it it's the le- it seems to be the least easy to use platform. So everybody's going to leave this platform because everyone's upset with Elon Musk. And I don't even know what he's done because I've been following Twitter to find out what Elon Musk has done, and all I can see is that a lot of people are upset with Elon Musk and are leaving to go to Mastodon. So so I, I, I actually struggling to understand why what the what's the problem here? The problem is Genuinely man... I, I I don't really understand what the problem is. Every billionaire has a news outlet. Why are we more upset by this than like Murdoch owning everything or, you know, yeah. everyone owning like it, that's sort of what you do once you've bought everything in the world. You buy facts. Well, exactly. He's <laughs> bought space. Now He's bought, he's buy and he bought um underwater tried to buy underwater drowning didn't he, and then uh, and now he's bought Twitter so yeah he'll just buy it all. It's only as horrifying as everything else if you know what I, I exactly. Mean. I guess there's just a, been time for like the anger for Murdoch owning everything to like dissipate a bit, whereas this is brand new. <laughs> he's just done it. Um, Fresh delightful anger. But he's also delighted because he's doing it so sort of incompetently, like constantly changing decisions every half hour. New chicks, new chicks, no checks, new ticks, new ticks, new ticks, no, no ticks, new ticks, new ticks, new ticks, new ticks, all that. Will then, you be paying for, have you got a tick? Have either of you got a tick? So I've got a tick, but I, and then someone said I was going to have to pay eight pounds for a tick. And then I don't, and then I have, no one's sent me an invoice. So I'm assuming I don't have to pay eight pounds for my tick, but I still have my tick. So are they going to take away my tick or am I, is this I, the new TikTok? <laughs> I believe this you is... can click on the tick and find out whether the person has the tick because they're notable or whether they have the tick because they've paid eight pounds for it, which makes paying <laughs> really? for it sort of humiliating because somebody can click on it and go, oh, they pay for that. Um, so will there be like a tick with a little dollar sign next to it or something? This is the ticking clock ticking down the tick uh, value. There, there were other ticks. He, <laughs> there were grey ticks for a while. I don't know if they're still there or they've gone. It's a, it's a terrible thing, the whole thing. I mean, the nice thing about it is the transparency of showing uh, how badly kind of software iteration, you know, cool, high-tech bro, move fast and break things stuff actually in, in real life is just the chaotic <laughs> aroundery of people who can afford for something to keep failing because they have rich parents. Mm. Like that's kind of like you can afford to fail 80 million times until your startup works. Um I think that's that's the nature of these like startups in a garage is that their parents are lending them the garage and paying their phone bills. Well, exactly. Uh, so exactly. Chances of success happen to be fairly high. Um, I suppose it's also a bit like when do you remember when Facebook first changed its changed its layout way back when probably twenty ten or something? And so so it so actually this has happened before. We have been through this before, guys. We will get through it. And everyone got absolutely, <laughs> everyone was going, I'm leaving Facebook. And there was um, people doing online petitions to stop them changing, you know, where your uh, your favorite people were or your your photo. Book. And and, um, and everyone said they were going to leave. And then... Well, everyone's outraged because they're like, it's the public square. It's the public square. And you're like, it's the public square in a company town, mate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's never you're been You're on the private real land, my friend. The satirical cartoon this week are workers, a pair of workers boarding up the U.S. Capitol building. Uh, Passerby says, expecting zombies, and the worker says, sort of. Uh, That's our satirical cartoon, the only place in this podcast where we can do politics. Now it's time for our top story. 
Top story is the philanthropy section. Jeff Bezos has given Dolly Parton $100 million to give to other people. Uh, Pippa, (laughs) you're a big Dolly fan. Can you unpack this story for us? I mean, if I was going to give a million dollars, $100 million to anyone, Dolly, we would all trust Dolly with it. Wouldn't we? Although I wouldn't be surprised if you went to Dollywood next year, there might be some new fancy ride up and you go, who paid for that Dolly? And she goes, ah, oh, oh, my blessings are, oh, ah, well, I don't know. I don't wish to say. Uh, <laughs> but she, and she's, we know she's a philanthropist, so so it sort of, sort of makes sense. Um, if I was going to give it to a country music star, obviously my first choice would be Johnny Cash, just for the headline, um, <laughs> but I probably couldn't trust him. My second choice would probably be Carrie Underwood, um, uh, no, no, actually, I wouldn't trust Carrie Underwood because she had that song, Something in the Water. She's been worried about the quality of the water in her area for a while. She still hasn't done anything about it. So I understand why Bezos chose Dolly from the point of view of if I was going to choose a country music star to give $100 million for him. I'm not quite sure how he got to, I need to give $100 million to a country music star. And why didn't he just, you know, <laughs> follow the crisis at Christmas campaign or something. You know, they've said, we need some money, so we go, oh, I'll, I'll give it to a, a charity that needs it. But instead, he's kind of gone for the through, through the second person. I, 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 so I'm not quite sure why he's done that. Well, he if started I- these awards, which are called the Courage and Civility Awards, um, right. which recognises leaders who pursue solutions with courage and civility. And the fact that he's included civility in the name of the award uh, is just such a, a token of, of him going, I've been so badly internet bullied. <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I need my revolutionaries to be polite, you know, because that's how change happens is by polite people with like, excuse me, madam, come to the guillotine. Um, John it, Luke? it wouldn't have taken much work for him to get that to be an acronym of CUCK, which would have been a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos, CUCK Awards. <laughs> well, Dolly Parton gave a, a book to my niece, because um, my niece was born in, in uh, Peckham Rye. And oh, I think she was probably given that by Jeff some... Bezos because, of course, mm. Amazon's a bookshop, so that's probably how it got to <laughs> Oh, right. Yes. It's a scam. This is the same as Matt Hancock just giving all his friends all the PPI. What's it called? CPR? The masks. Yes, the contracts. I think Bezos's thinking was probably, I am a rich person that everybody hates. I can make them like me by giving some money to a rich person everybody likes. I think you're absolutely right, uh, John Luke, because if there's any way that you can affiliate yourself with Dolly Parton, mm-hmm. you you immediately become uh, the coolest uh, person. She's she's going to have to change the lyrics to the song though, because it's not working nine to five. What a way to earn a living! It's waiting for Jeff Bezos to give me a hundred million dollars for me to redistribute. What a way to make a living! <laughs> Now it's time for our ads section, uh, your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. You love your family, you care about their health, and you know natural is always better. Well, you know what doesn't naturally chip? Potatoes. And you know what does naturally chip? Paint. So do what's right for your family and feel, feed them new Smith's cheese and onion paint chips. All natural, all paint. Grandma, what big teeth you have. No, I'm serious. Those are really big. Like, not even wolves have teeth that big. Wait, you're not, Grandma. Sabretooth tigers for when regular tigers aren't dangerous enough. 
War, famine, pestilence, death, and yet somehow comforting. No, it's not the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It's the past. You like to imagine it. You wish you could go back to it. You've forgotten how awful it was. Why make the future better when you can retreat to the past? The past. Did we mention it often smelled really bad? Some things just go together. Toast and butter, wolves and howling at the moon, and now a glass and about half that glass's carrying capacity in water. What, are you some kind of idiot who wants to put the water on the outside of the glass? Half a glass of water, brought to you by The Gargle. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Now it's time for our crypto section. Uh, This is the crypto news uh, that Sam Bankman-Fried, crypto darling of the left wing slash Democrat party, if you think those two things are the same thing, which they aren't, Effective altruist Bahamanian maniac has gone on the run, stolen everybody's money, and ruined faith in crypto for all. John Luke Roberts, um, you have about a billion dollars in shitcoin. Can you unpack this story for us? Well, I'm also very upset because of the um, the, the money I've lost um, through this uh, <laughs> with my my, my crypto um, stock. He's now his name is spelt Sam Bankman Fried, but it's pronounced Sam Bankman Freed. This seems yes. to be yes. That's most of what I know about him. I read that he's <laughs> he's he's uh, considered the most trusted, man, or he was discovered. He was considered the most trusted man in crypto, which seems like sort of damning with faint praise, you know. To, I mean, um, and he's got a thing called FDX, and he's ruined people's lives by saying this money's not real money, but it's real money. And it turns out that the money's not real money, but he's got it, and it is not real money, but he's got the not real money. Is that right? That's this. Yes. Yeah, that's that's basically it. They just uh, in the thirties they separated investment banking from deposit holding, and these oh, crypto wait, we're guys. Oh wait, back there. Hang on, the thirties. <laughs> in the thirties, banks decided that you needed to separate investment banking from deposit holding, so that you didn't use people's money to gamble oh. and f- it all out in the stream. Mm. And these crypto guys cannot keep their hands off people's money. Partly, no. maybe because they think money is imaginary, uh, but it is. Truly, like he he collateralized his debt with a coin that he made up, and his excuse for that is, but I really believed it could become real. Like that, (laughs) I just believed in it really hard, and therefore (laughs) it was okay for me to literally steal and throw away other people's money. Uh, So he's sort of like uh, Geppetto. (laughs) Yes. 
Yeah, the money's going to be a real boy. It's in yeah. some crypto whales's belly at the moment, but it'll okay. escape and come back to daddy. Um, that's that's what's going to happen. Um, I did I did a, a tongue twister, if you would like, at home to uh, help you understand cryptocurrency, which is uh, Sam Bankman freed money from the bank man. If the money bank man freed freed. <laughs> Sorry, if the money Bankman freed freed was money at all, how many money has Bankman freed? And the answer is all of it. Um, <laughs> that would have worked better if I'd said it straight. <laughs> I can it take proves that, that again. it's a really good tongue twister. That's, what That's true. I'll try it again. Sam Bankman freed money from the bank, man. If the money Bankman freed freed was money at all, how many money has Bankman freed? And the answer is all of it or none of it, depending on how real you think money is. Uh, Pippa, oh, well, I read. I read that he um he got some of his biggest investments whilst doing a meeting, whilst playing a computer game in the middle of the meeting. So, <laughs> I mean, who? If I did that, imagine if I sat here right now. You, you'd, I mean, this is simply a podcast. You'd ask me to leave if I started playing <laughs> Super Mario Brothers uh, while we were doing this. Uh, so, I, it's, and it just shocks me that um, we're kind of back to the boys, boys in their garages <laughs> burning things uh, because mommy and daddy are paying for it. So, so I, I um, in a way, I'm like, yeah, see suckers, stop trusting the s- silly rich boys. Yeah, stick it to the men. Yeah, well, I think the big disaster for for everyone here was that he was the second largest, do- or like he's one of the largest donors to the Democratic Party. So, and his parents were Stanford professors. So, unlike many uh, crypto maniacs, he is not some right wing kid trying to start an island with a consent age of twelve. He was one of the good guys, um, but it turns out that even the good guys are bad guys um, when it comes to playing with imaginary money. Well, did you um, ever get um, paid in cash for a gig? Yes. Like, you know, when you've got a little envelope and it'd be like 120 pounds in cash, you 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 feel like you rule the world, you know, you feel like amazing. <laughs> You're like, yeah, well, look at my cash, hold my hand. That's what 120 pounds in cash does. Imagine what three trillion imaginary dollars does to your brain. <laughs> it's true. And I mean, so much of the incentive of cryptocurrency is just what if there was money, but it was mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I think that's a very intoxicating idea, um, let alone the fact that they were all living in the Bahamas, uh, microdosing on various uh, macro drugs. I feel like generally the terrible thing about cryptocurrency is that um, some of the people really believed in the like technology, and some of the people really believed in the future, but most people who bought into cryptocurrency bought in because some crypto bro on a podcast told them to. And they would have done the same thing if it had been boner pills. But in this instance, it sort of worked. And now they think they're smart. What we're saying with crypto is um, it's all imaginary. But all money is imaginary because if you th- when we get angry with the billionaires, we're like, oh, we shouldn't have billionaires. Every- all everyone ever says is, well, they don't actually have it in liquid. It's not a liquid form. They, don't, they, they can't actually get the money. So, so, th- so you say, so all those billionaires don't actually have the money. So nobody actually has the money. They all just imagine money. Everyone is just imagining money, which makes Yes, me- but some, all money is imaginary, but some money is more imaginary than others, I think. <laughs> I think. I think cryptocurrency is to making money what what pornography is to sex. Like none of the rules of physics seem to apply. And when you try to convert it into reality, it's a lot messier than you anticipated, probably illegal, and you're going to strain your groin. Now it's time for our reviews section. As you know, each week we ask our guests to bring in something to review out of five stars. Pippa, what have you brought in for us this week? I'd like to review the vending machine in the Malmaison Hotel in Newcastle. 
where I was at the weekend, <laughs> um, which uh, was interesting because you couldn't. There was no, so there was no mini bar. And Mal, l- l- listeners, Malmaison's quite a nice hotel, so you'd expect there to be a little mini bar, maybe with some chocolate, macadamia nuts for sure. None of that. No, no, no. I'm surprised now that it's a it's a good hotel, given that the name sort of means bad house. I guess what is a hotel but a bad house? Well, you've got to remember it was built in the sort of 90s when bad meant good. Uh, Uh, So the vending machine, so instead you're supposed to go down to the vending machine and get what you want. Now, this isn't like a vending machine you get in a Travelodge or a Premier Inn. That's not me disrespecting the Premier Inn or the Travelodge. Just simply explaining that my most experience with vending machines is within those two hotels. Uh, And uh, (laughs) this one uh, has has actually got half a bottle of champagne in it for £35 from a vending machine. That's pretty high quality, wow. isn't it? Um, wait, so wait, wait, thought, wait. Is it a half-sized bottle of champagne or is it just someone who's <laughs> yeah, drunk half just... a bottle and stuck it back <laughs> yeah. in? Yeah, it's half champagne, half tap water. <laughs> or, or has somebody just poured half a bottle of champagne into the machine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do have to put your head into the machine with your mouth open <laughs> to drink it. Uh, the uh, but the but sorry, I, w- I was going to give it five stars because it had such high quality things, I and mean, it also had your Kit Kats, you know, things, things, the things we really, see, really want from a vending machine. But then I needed to use my breast pump because I'm breastfeeding, and the batteries ran out, and there were no um, no batteries in the vending machine. So uh, instead, I had to ask a sound engineer if I he had any batteries, and I didn't tell him what they were for. But he said, don't worry, we've all run out of batteries for our breast pump. (laughs) (laughs) So he knew. So there's two lessons in there. One is don't assume that men don't know about breast pumps and uh, to always bring spare batteries. Um, I I would say the answer is uh, the the lesson is don't assume that the sound engineer isn't listening into your conversation. (laughs) (laughs) There's that. There's that as well. Uh, So, yeah, so four stars out of five for uh, the vending machine and the Malmaison. That's quite a high rating given the lack of batteries. Well, because it had everything else that I could have wanted. A tiny oh, she didn't of, mention of... the sound. The sound guy was in the vending machine. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got the battery. I had to press sound machine. Twenty-seven pounds, Ecos. <laughs> John, Luke, what have you brought in for us? Um, I'd like to review pasta. Um, pasta is a food stuff uh, popular in Italy and now around the world. It's made from mixing um, wheat flour generally with water or egg, although you, you, you can also make a, non, uh, a, a gluten-free version using um, flours from rice uh, or, or legumes, for example, like beans. Um, it, it seems to have originated in the first century uh, as a thing called lagana, which is a precursor to modern lasagna because you can cut it into sheets or make it into shapes. Um, there's a, a, a thought that pasta came from Marco Polo's trip back from China, but actually that was created by an ad company in the 1920s and 30s. Pasta comes in all sorts of shapes. Um, you get the ribbon ones, you get the long ones, you get the long flat ones, you get the shorter flat ones. But um, I don't like any of the shapes, so I give pasta one out of five. <laughs> uh, delightful. I don't normally review anything, um, but I'm going to review uh, your facial hair uh, John Luke Roberts, because on Thank my screen, the fact that you are you aging very gracefully, you're getting a slightly salt and pepper um, beard. My uh, computer screen is reading that as a blur function. So, for me, it looks like you have a really artificial mouth, CGI <laughs> mouth. 
Oh, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Like that thing where Superman had a moustache for another movie and they wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't shave it, so his whole mouth was just really unconvincing. <laughs> I think he contractually wasn't allowed to shave it. <laughs> I think that was, the, that, was, that was what was behind that. Uh, I'm sorry, man, I know it's Movember, but no moustache is that precious. Now it's time for your animal section. Animal section now. Otters are being protected against spacecraft. Uh, John Luke, you've held hands while floating on your back in the water before. Can you unpack this story for us? So apparently there is a place called the Saxevoord Spaceport on Unst. Unst is, I think, an island. It's certainly somewhere uh, in the Shetlands. Spaceport the building so they can shoot off vertical rockets into the air from Britain, which why not? Um, nice to nice to nice to have a hobby. And um, <laughs> they, they, there's there's wildlife they need to protect. So they're making little little holes, soundproof holes for the otters to hide from the spacecraft. Instead of doing the thing which would obviously be the coolest thing, which is to train the otters to fly <laughs> the spacecraft. So that could do with both things. The sound would be such a problem because they'd be up there, they'd have the little helmets on. They could go and explore space. Imagine an alien civilization, a rocket finally turns up, you open the door and these little otters come out. You'd think that the Earth was lovely and also not worth going for because it's just full of fish. So I think um, they've done the wrong thing, but I'm glad that they're doing something. That's my I take on most news stories. <laughs> I, I think that um, you're absolutely right. They should be sending the otters, but I think you're uh, incorrect in the in the fact that they're cute because otters are actually one of the most violent of the water wildlife animals. They can be very aggressive. And um, so actually they will protect the earth. Maybe it's just a different way we look at things, uh, John Luke Roberts, is, 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 is that I... I imagine that the aliens would see them and go, oh, so sweet, try and pet them, and then they would eat all of the aliens and uh, protect us from their ever invading. And also we'd have fewer otters on the planet, so we'd yes. be safer from otter attacks. Exactly, because that's why I've never been to Unst. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's sort of an odd thing where they're trying to create these protective noise shells rather than putting the spaceport somewhere else. The review of the wildlife in the area found that uh, some wildlife uh, were, uh, quote, particularly sensitive to sudden noise events. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know what animal is not sensitive to a f***ing spaceship. Like... <laughs> Maybe a rhino? Well, a rhino? <laughs> no, a rhino is very, very delicate. Why don't um, they do a deal with Philips and just get loads of really tiny noise-cancelling headphones? <laughs> Put them on the otters. And that would help I their cute factor. I think you, you've you've um, bought into the bad press about rhinos. Rhinos are incredibly delicate and sensitive creatures and will only go near uh, virgins. That's... Oh, that's why I've never seen one. Right, guys? Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> I'm suggesting that rhinos are just unicorns. Oh, I see. Right. I was. I thought, because you sounded so convincing, I thought, oh, we're getting a fact from Alice. And then it went there. I thought, oh, I wonder why. I wonder what that would. Oh, that's strange. Detail. Gen- genuinely a problem for my life uh, that I can sound convincing when I'm trying to be obviously making a joke and then alternately when I'm trying to be sincere, often I'll sound sarcastic. Of course, the problem is if you're building soundproof holes for rhinos, that the, the holes are too big. You <laughs> yes. end up with too many holes, not enough land, so you can't. there's nothing for the rocket. Well, they're, to... not, they're not holes then, are they? They're just tunnels. Yeah. Bunches. I'm sort of interested in the technology that creates soundproof holes because screaming into a butthole doesn't work. So I'm wondering. What, what doesn't work in what way? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't 
muffle the sound. Oh, I was wondering, what are you hoping to achieve? Like, maybe it does work to that end. You know, you have to set your goals before it's you... It's Alice's other podcast. <laughs> now it's time for our sports slash drug section. Uh, and this is the news that Italy's senior referee um, in football is actually a drug boss. Uh, Pippa Evans, you're a drug boss. Can you unpack this story for us? Yeah, the, this is just, I mean, everyone who's watched Breaking Bad is going, where? Uh, this is ridiculous. How can a man who runs a chicken shop be a massive drug baron? And yet here we have real life where <laughs> one of the top referees in Italy uh, is secretly a drug trafficker nicknamed Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I think it's incredible that that he's living this double double life uh, and he managed to ship um, six tons of marijuana from Spain which I but I feel like and I'm not just basing this on my knowledge from Breaking Bad that doesn't sound like that much is, is that much and, and marijuana I feel like in drug baron terms you, you're not you're kind of quite on the low rung if it's just oh six tons of marijuana hey, you wouldn't but- go to the the drug baron drinks party and be shouting about that would you it is an enormous amount of, uh, of marijuana to transport, particularly considering he's a football referee, which means none of his mules can use their hands at all. <laughs> that does raise the question of, like, would it be a, would, would, in football, you can kick it with your feet and you can knock it with your head, but can you also store it up your um, bum hole? <laughs> is that allowed as a way of getting it past the uh, defence or bending over and popping it into the goal? <laughs> Have they written it down that you can't? We'll have to check. you got to scream right. in and see if there's an echo. That's, that's the only... <laughs> they say a duck's quack doesn't echo, but it depends. <laughs> well, it's very hard to get the beak open once it's in there. <laughs> I'm so sorry, the bill. Um... <laughs> As I think the only person on this Zoom call who hasn't had a speculum up them, I don't think you can talk about duck beaks in holes. <laughs> Um, that's speculation, actually, Alice. Um, you're, you're quite right. <laughs> no. I guess the thing that people, the reason this, this is sort of would wind someone up is because referees are meant to be great upholders of law and order, and um, and he's not. Is that right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a real it's a real um, embarrassment for the football association um, to have a, a drug lord uh, sort of in their ranks because a it implies they're not paying him well enough, uh, and um, b They've come out and said um, that they had been kept in the dark by no- D'Onofrio um, and they were the real the victims of a real betrayal, which implies that they thought he'd tell them. <laughs> and if he had told them, they'd have been all right with it. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the betrayal that hurts. It's not the cheating on me. It's, the, yeah, it's not the yeah. cheating on me with drugs. It's the fact that you didn't tell me about it. What a different press conference it would have been as well if they'd said, oh, yeah, no, we know. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's where we get our drugs. Um so it's a natural pain relief. So actually, it's really helped us with our medical bill. On the bright side, he's, he's 42, which is good. I feel like that's a good age to be doing criminal activities. It's a reliable age to be doing criminal activities. I think it's, I'm happy that he's both a drug kingpin and a senior official in uh, the Association of Football Referees. Uh, Sam bankman fried is 30. I don't think anyone no. should be given any responsibility at the age of 30. And when he asked for a billion dollars, people should have asked for his mummy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have for our show today. We have reached the end of the show. We are flipping through the ads at the back. Um, Pippa Evans, what have you got to plug? Oh, I'm on tour with I'm Sorry, 
I haven't a clue. So you can look up the dates for that uh, around the UK. Uh, and that will be a fun, lovely, lovely day out for you and probably your mum and dad. John Luke, what have you got to plug? Um, I am will be touring a bit my show, uh, well, just like our own, but dot, 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 in the new year. Tour dates include Norway um, at the Crap Comedy Festival, the Adelaide Fringe, <laughs> um, and three nights at the Soho Theatre on the uh, 13th to 15th of February. That's a delightfully sort of haphazard arrangement of places and dates. So just Google John Luke Roberts and go to his website and see if he's in your town. Because he might be, it seems he might, like. He, he might be. Oh, he's in Leicester as well and um, somewhere else. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I am Alice Fraser. You can find me online at, at alliterative on probably Twitter if it still exists and Instagram or at Alice Fraser uh, on Mastodon um, because no, I'm trying to figure that out uh, like a rat sinking a fleeing ship. Um, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> um, also, I'm putting out Kronos in the next week or so um, and that will be available via my Patreon, patreon.com slash Fraser or on YouTube after that. Um, but if you want it early, come to Patreon, patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. This is a Bugle podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. Your editor this week is Laura Turner. I'll talk to you again next week. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.